passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for the Bubba Army Podcast is brought to you. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. How much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text for only $15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from 3, 6, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family and at mint family start at two lines use your own phone with any mint mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts switch to mint mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash bubba That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. To you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the nearly 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code BUMPA. Have you smelled Manscaped's refined body wash, fellas? The ladies love their signature scent. You and your boys will be so fresh and so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash. Keep the grooming game going with the Performance Package 4.0, and inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker and nose trimmer, crop preserver and ball deodorant, Prop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all the goodies. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up the top of your nose and ears. Nothing's worse than that nose hair. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Keep your balls trimmed, fresh, and clean with Manscaped. All right, we pretty much covered that during the main show. Hello and welcome to, uh, what is this show called? Off the Rails. I was like, it's not Flapping Gaps. Um, I'm here with my spouse, Blitz. Blitz K, as you know him on the show. Hi. I've been... You're you're on. I know I am. I'm, I'm just, oh, okay. I've been trying to make it... Oh, yeah, we're not on Twitch, my bad. 
we are on Facebook and YouTube. I got to know. I've been trying to make a distinction between Chris and Blitz in my life. And it still feels weird. Um, I know that they're the same person, but I'm trying to make a distinction in my life. And I think that you like it when I call you Chris. I do. I think you like that. I know you're working on the stuff, so I'll just I'll just ramble on. Um, it is weird now when I try to force myself into a uh, conversation, not force myself into, but when I'm talking about you, I have to force myself to say Chris instead of right. Blitz, which is weird for me because Blitz just comes out, but I don't, I feel like I'm not dating Blitz. I'm dating Chris because you are, you know, beyond your, um, your persona on the air. And I agree. Now, I was stupid and started off just using my real name, which you shouldn't do. So I'm just on a, on and off the air, obviously. But I do like trying to make that distinction. You seem kind of like a real person. All right. We should be on Facebook now. Yay. Hopefully it's working. It's funny because I know someone who dated a, a radio personality that mm-hmm. also had uh, like a, a stage name. Correct. It rhymes with m- Mamish. Oh, and she would always call him by his real name. Right. Which was Anthony. Oh, we're not going to kayfabe that one? Yeah, I don't care. And um, I was always like, who's Anthony? Sure. And now I get why she did that. That's okay. Sometimes you say Chris, and I'm like, who's Chris? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? I don't know. But I've been trying to make that distinction in my life. And uh, the people that, that know you, the few friends that do know you, you know, sometimes I'll even put Chris in quotes. They're right. like, why are you doing that? Yeah. I was like, I don't know, because I call him Blitz and everybody else calls him Blitz. But you're only known as Blitz on the show in your other in your other life. And when your firework community and your camping community and your gun, whatever, mm-hmm. air show community, you're just Chris. And when Correct. you introduce yourself to people, you say your name is Chris. And it's kind of hard sometimes because like even privately here, like... Everyone mm-hmm. calls me Blitz. Always has, like, off the air. Like, right. everyone Bubba-related, it's Blitz. Like, a lot of them don't even know my real name. I remember asking you what your real name was probably about four months after I met you. I was like, what the fuck is your name? And you're like, my name's Chris. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Anna. And then just continue <laughs> like, to call you Blitz. Right. Obviously. Which is fine, because, like, literally everyone calls me Blitz. Uh-huh. Off, you know, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but So, like, a few months ago or so... Don't want to do that. Um, Kevin Hazlett started calling me Chris. Now, he'd always called me Blitz, but like... Yeah, okay. I did notice that. He like made the switch on his own, like all of a sudden just start calling me Chris, which is fine, but it's like kind of odd in a way. Yeah. And he would call you Chris sometimes to me, and I'd be like, who is Chris? And Yeah. And and sometimes like... Obviously joking, but... I'll like go to introduce myself to somebody, and I I have to think, okay, like, how do I know them? Is it from the show? Because if I say, hey, it's Chris, they will be like, who? Right. So you got to go, you got to go blitz maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to talk about our weekend plans and stuff, but like who fucking cares? I kind of want to talk about the debate that we were having out in the, oh, uh, okay. in the green room area. Right. We were having a debate about, well, let me, let me preface it up before yeah, you yeah, just yeah. jump. Cause no, I like no. to, you know, go ahead. I like to soften it. I like to kind of swim in nicely, right. smoothly. Right, sure. Tell people how you're wrong. That's cool. Sure, but let me let me just set it up at least. Yeah. So we're talking about you know the people in our orbit, people I know, maybe people, people know. he knows, mm-hmm. 
about just uh, the kind of free love, the free love that people share with one another. I, I feel like am in the minority in the fact that I am petrified of contracting a sexually transmitted disease. Okay. Known as an STD or maybe an STI by the people listening. I am freaked out. Now, a lot of people aren't because they've had them before. Many of them are easily right. They're easily um, taken care of and treated with sometimes as little as one fucking pill. Most, I get that. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, like the the common one, the gonorrheas and the uh, the chlamydia, which pretty much everyone has had at some point, can be easily treated. Yeah. Not everybody. I know, I know what you mean. Lots of people. It's and it's one of those things that you know people don't really come out about. But you talk to people like, yeah, I had the clap or I had this or whatever. Fine, no problem. AIDS is one of those things that used to be a death sentence. It's not anymore. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be like it's a really not that common, when, especially when it comes to people who are having heterosexual sex. Correct. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not scared I won't contract it, obviously, mm-hmm. in terms of just randos. Um, I've never been the type of person to just assume someone's health status by looking at them unless it's... B- Forget about by health status. I mean sexual health status. Right. Obviously, I can maybe tell if someone has yeah, a little they have open sores everywhere. Right. Or they're a little bram 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 or mm. whatever the case may be. Right. I can look at you and go, "Oh, you. I see the lice on your head. That you don't look like a healthy person." Right. But other than that, you. I'm very much aware and have been aware my entire life that you can look completely healthy on the outside, but be harboring insanely infectious diseases on the inside that is something that it was apparent to me at a very young age because mm-hmm. i've always been neurotic and um and afraid for the longest time um but many people that i know that you know that probably you listening know just do not seem to be concerned about contracting any sexually transmitted diseases now you may think that like if you ask people are you concerned about it like usually it may go through their head but where we differed in terms of the argument the the discussion rather that we were having is that i said that even if they were concerned about contracting std and by they i just mean people in general We'll say Americans, because that's kind of the sample we got. U.S. Americans such as? Such as South Africa. Thank you. Um, I would say that even if it is a concern, it really doesn't impede or change anybody's behavior. Ergo, it doesn't matter that they were concerned about it, and it doesn't stop them from having the sex that they want to have. You were making the point with, and again, this was more of a... um, a thought discussion because we didn't really have any data to no, draw from. No, we were from. just BSing is what we were doing. You, you made the claim that if sexual uh, transmitted sexually transmitted diseases were not a thing. If there were none. If there were none. If we knew that that what like you couldn't get AIDS, you couldn't get anything, that people would be a lot more rampant in terms of their promiscuity. They absolutely would without question. I made the argument that I don't think that that is the case because nowhere, 
I mean, again, I, the data that I'm drawing from is completely anecdotal yeah, well, mine too. and personal, but mostly anecdotal because I, you know, haven't been out there that much. But it seems to be that the the concern for an STD, like you said, unless there are literally open sores and I can see your genital warts, right. if that's not the case and it's concealed, meaning I can't see you know your health status, that has not really impacted anybody's decision to not have sex that I know. They may think, huh, maybe not a great idea, but if they wanted to have sex going in, they're having the sex. I would say even more so for men than for women. Guys don't care. Guys, in my experience, in my experience of like male friends that have said stuff, and with other women that I talk about, the guys they're fucking... I don't think that anybody has ever told me, and I know it happens, but, you know, not in, in my orbit, that a guy has said, hey, when was the last time you were tested? Or do you want to get tested? Or should we wear a condom? Like, those sorts of the sorts of things that men just don't say. And that concerns me a little bit that they are so dismissive about their own health. Like, pussy is that important that they don't care if they maybe get like uh, herpes or chlamydia. And maybe they just think that the things that are the most rampant and and contagious are the things that are the easiest to treat, and maybe that is the case. And with herpes, usually, not usually, but like you said, unless you got open sores or something, you're you're probably okay. You can still get herpes, obviously. Mm -hmm. But unless you you don't have an outbreak, if you don't have an outbreak, it's probably, I think it's much less likely. Well, I just think that that's like, that is a limiting factor on people not wanting to do that is is that but also like you wouldn't it is, it is you wouldn't be like brainwashed from the time you were a kid and you know younger kid in school you know middle schoolish that you're gonna the first time you have sex you're gonna catch an std and your wiener's gonna fall off yeah but upon you know the first or second time that you have sex and nothing happens and you're fine it seems to be the fact that you just don't care i mean the dare program was I, I'm sure you went through it as a kid because you're around my age. I went through it as a kid. Um, it was a program that everybody went through. I mean, it was like a, a billion dollar enterprise trying to educate kids about drugs. Guess what? Everyone fucking like does drugs, mm-hmm. marijuana, whatever. It doesn't matter. Everything from marijuana to crack to heroin to pills. Everyone's doing everything. That didn't stop anybody from doing it. My thing that I was saying is that I don't think that. STDs or the risk of getting STDs, and I'm not going to say no one because you can't say any always or never, but I would say is is not very much, is not high on the limiting factor of things that are preventing you from having sex. If you are, if you're a man and you are attracted to a woman, maybe it goes through your mind, but you really don't care, especially in the moment. It's not stopping you. The only, th- I mean, it. I would think that the only time it would stop you, or it wouldn't even stop you, if you don't want to have sex with someone, it's not because you think they have an STD. It's because you think they're gross or they're ugly or they're poor or something like that. So feel free to weigh in, 81390 Bubba, but I don't think that the STDs being in the ether is a limiting factor at all for anybody who is having sex, or at least people are not acting that way. Well, how do you? what do you think about this? This is one of those things that people give themselves a pat on the back for. Like, they'll ask, they'll say, when was the last time you were tested? Now, the person who's getting asked could easily just fucking lie. 
and say, oh, yeah, I'm, cl- I'm clean. I got tested uh, two months ago. Okay, but how many people did you fuck in those two months? I don't know. But people in my orbit seem to not think that this is like uh, an issue at all. And I something that doesn't stop them or impede them. And that sometimes like shocks me. But not everyone is as neurotic about contracting STDs as I am. I'm very, very afraid of them. Very afraid. Because I feel like... I can't, number one, I can't relax enough to have a good time unless I know that everybody is clean and safe because the last thing that I want to be doing, especially someone who doesn't have health insurance, is fucking around with my health unnecessarily. That scares me. That scares me a lot. Let's take this call. Hello, who's this? Hey, guys, Florida Stanley. What's up, Florida Stanley? Hey, so, okay, STD talk. Um there is a, a law that protects people from uh, spreading STDs. Uh, so if you're about to have sex with somebody, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if this is federal or if state. it's specific per state, but um, I know in Florida and Ohio this is true. Okay. Um, if you're about to have sex with somebody and you ask them if they're clean and they say yes and they know they're not and you get something from them, you can charge them with sexual assault or sexual Oof. battery. I thank, forget which one it is. I'm just, I'm, thank God no one breaks laws. But, <laughs> well, but, okay, I would say so that often, doesn't stop you from getting an STD. However, it does. It, it allows you to at least charge them with, with basically the same charges. But rate. I don't think that's – I think that's a, that's a pretty unusual case. I think most of the people that have STDs and are spreading them don't even know they have Correct. them. So if you ask yeah, them, they go, yeah, I'm clean. I, my, it doesn't hurt when I pee and I don't mm-hmm. have any warts. I'm clean. But they are not. It's just either hasn't manifested or maybe it only manifests in women, like certain, you know, HPVs and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things that they just, they don't even know that they have. I honestly don't think people are, I don't want to say no one. I would say most people aren't that malicious or if they're in pain, they're probably getting it taken care of. But I would say that most people just don't even know they have it. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, the, the last time I went to the doctor was just for a physical for my racing license, but yeah. they, didn't, they didn't do any blood work or anything. They just, uh, you know, uh, you know, just a basic physical cough and do you drink and, you know, do you do drugs, whatever, mm-hmm. but they didn't do any blood work or anything or test me Tear. for STDs. Yeah. I, I, the last time I went to the doctor before that, I was 14 years old when I broke my arm as the, you know, I, people our age don't just go to the doctor to get checkups. Yeah, I've I've been pretty bad about that myself, especially as someone who doesn't have health insurance currently. But I felt like last year, for some reason, I was like, I need to go to the to the gyno because I feel like that is a, a common cancer. People are getting ovarian and the cysts and the things. I didn't have any problems whatsoever, but I was just it'll get in my head. I don't know if other people are like this. If something gets in your head and you're like, I got to do this, then it just it haunts you until you get it done. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can confirm this with Dr. Dan. Um, I think up until like up until you're 50, you don't really need to go to the doctor, but you should every every two or three years just to have everything looked at. I think uh, yeah, until you're 50, and then you go every year. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to draw a hard line in the sand in terms of what age. I mean, it's it's just always a good idea to get things checked out, including every your brain. Years, yeah. You know, including going to maybe a psychologist every now and again just to get a checkup, just to get a tune up, make sure that you're know you know you're on the right path and you're not you're not doing anything dangerous or or forming uh, any I, I'm habits. I'm starting to go. I'm I'm just recently starting to go to a psychologist. I just I just broke up with my ex. Who's uh, uh, I think she's the crazy one, and maybe it's me that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I got to figure it out. How long were you guys together for? 
a little over two years. Okay. And what prompted you to go to the psychologist? You felt, was it just like a hard breakup or you just felt like you wanted to make sure you weren't going to do anything uh, dumb? He's got syphilis, no, we both, we both the brain. think each other's crazy. So okay. I just want to make sure that, that it, it's not me. Because, I mean, you can think somebody's crazy, but they're not. And, you know, yeah, well, or I th- you I'm, can think that they're not crazy and they are. I'm thinking it's probably not you if you have enough insight to go, maybe it's me. If that makes sense. Uh, like, if you have enough uh, yes, insight uh, to go, I it could be me. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Or it could just be that you're not compatible. Or is that just not even? No, that's that, that was definitely part of it. Okay. That was definitely part of it. But, yeah, uh, we, we both thought, think each other's crazy, and I want to make sure that it's not me. <laughs> okay. And are you guys completely broken up, or is it one of those things where you're still da- you're still dabbling? No, 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 no. We're, we're completely broken up. But it was like a clean, like, we're, like, that's how you we're do still it. remaining friends. Like, oh, it's not no, like, that's not the move at all. What do you mean remaining friends? Do you have, like, a dog? Well, not, not, like, not like hanging out, but, oh. like, it, we're, not, we're not mad at each other. Okay. All right. Yeah. I feel like there's no in between. Like I'm not, I, I'm not, wouldn't be hanging out with my exes, you know, or, or even really consider them friends or anything like that. But uh, especially well, right yeah, after friends, the breakup. Like, I guess there's a, yeah, there's like a, there's like a line there, but yeah, no, we're not like hanging out, but it's mm-hmm. not like a, it's not like we're pissed. Okay, I that's good. That's the best way to put it. That's good. I feel like you were, you know, maybe two just mature adults that just didn't see eye to eye and just you're not compatible and that's okay. No one has yeah. to no one has to be the demon. No one has to be the devil. Right. right. There you go. Well, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks at 199. All right. All right. See oh, uh, Blitz. Um what uh what email do I do I uh email to get a hold of Lummy? Um just email show at and I'll forward it to him and and then he'll get back to you. Is a BT is show, show at and then show what? at the bubble army dot com the bubble army okay yep. I'll do it right now and I'll forward it to him all right all right bye Thanks. Florida Stanley bye bye unfortunately you will uh, not be seeing me at the next bubble one ninety nine and then then Bubba knows about this and um Does he? well he, he's been told we've told him a few times <laughs> he's been told doesn't mean he knows that that's a good point right. that's a good distinction yeah yeah he's been told I don't know if he knows. I feel really bad because I know that the 23rd is his birthday. Um, I have not forgotten that because I don't forget anybody's birthday ever that ever existed. If you tell me your birthday, I'm going to wake up that morning and remember it and freak people out. I mean, I was even talking to my roommate yesterday and she was telling me about something. And I'm like, oh, is that the person that you had the chi- the?" I swear to God, I said, was that the it was like you guys had salmon and it was like encrusted in something she's like what in the fuck yeah i was like i just remember you telling me that you had a dinner with someone like a year and a half ago and he made you salmon and it was really good and it was encrusted in in some sort of breadcrumb and she's like that's disgusting that you remember that i go i don't know it's just how i it helps me i can remember where i was how what you were wearing you know it just helps me solidify memories in my brain and i'll remember random shit like that but anyways um, unfortunately, and fortunately, because it's a, it's a happy, joyous occasion, I'm going to a wedding in about two, two and a half weeks. Nice. Yes, a good friend of mine is getting married. It's very exciting. They're doing, I don't know if this is like a popular thing, but it's like a, it's like a two-headed wedding. They have okay. their first celebration. And that's what I realized, you know, kind of like with BARP, it used to be just BARP, then it was Bubble 199 and the Brandon thing. 
and and barp and all that. So it's a whole weekend thing. Yeah. Sometimes people do that with their with their weddings. You know, you do a rehearsal dinner maybe, but this is like uh, there's no rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. It's just literally party number one, party number two. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um. So party number one is on that Friday. So I will be attending. That party, and it's funny because I'm going to go both nights, but I'm bringing two different dates. Mm-hmm. First date, I'm going with uh, with my one of my good girlfriends. Yes, we're going to go together, and I was initially thinking about just going solo because I'm like, I'm going to know people there, I'll be fine. But then I realized I'm going to know like two people, mm-hmm. so it's probably not the move to just rely on Knowing two somebody. people, sure. right? And maybe they come fashionably late. Then I'm the asshole that's just there by myself, by the food cart, court, mm. what is it? The food truck, yeah. whatever it, it is. What it is. Yes, I think it's a food truck. I think it'll be Mediterranean the first night, oh, and I believe man. pizza the second. Yes, tacos are out. Taco guy fucked up. Oh. So now we're having kebabs. I want Mediterranean. Yeah, I think- is it I, halal? Um, I think it's probably halal. I think it's definitely going to be kosher because the groom, I found out last name, I think is a berg of some sort. Okay. Iceberg? Yeah. Not iceberg. Oh. Maybe like a gold. Oh. Or a rose. Something oh, like okay. that. It's gold, very rose, dewy. But not ice. Not ice. <laughs> not ice. Maybe gold. Um, Maybe a wine. Okay. But there's, it's some definitely steens, a berg. Maybe. There's no steens in this name, but definitely a burger okay, too. Okay. Okay. So, I'm excited. I'm going to see a good friend from college that I haven't seen in a long time. And actually, I was I was telling Reagan about this yesterday about this the special friend. We'll call her just we'll call her Karen for okay. the, for namesake. And um, I was talking about Karen, and I was uh, concerned that Karen may be an alcoholic. Oh, which is a disease that some people have that you actually can't have in your 20s because that's just what you're supposed to do. Sure. And everyone has this disease, I guess, by definition in their 20s. But then what you think happens is you think people grow out of it. They get cured. Yes. They get cured by time and age. Age, Right. So I used to drink like a um, fucking psycho when I was in college, but that's what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to drink yourself into oblivion until you couldn't feel anything, couldn't remember anything, but you just know you had a good time. Like you always just knew it was unless you woke up in a stranger's bed with urine all over yourself. It, it was and usually AIDS. an AIDS. You knew that you had a good time. And that was always the goal, obviously. Now, when you're drinking as aggressively as I did and all of my friends did in college, it's very hard to gauge where it, it may be problematic. Because everyone around you also needs to be in rehab. So you're just like, this is what we're supposed to do. I'm 20, 21 years old. I'm supposed to be, you know, flirting with a blackout three to four nights a week. That's just what we do. That's how we fucking do. Yeah. Now, um, gross. It's been 13 years now removed from college. I graduated in 09. And you think that now, you know, you have wine now and maybe a glass or two on a, on a crazy night, maybe a, maybe three throughout like, you know, six or seven hours, of course. Depends on who's pouring. Yeah, Krista Diaco. Um, but I remember seeing this friend a couple of years ago and it was like, it was 08, baby, in mm-hmm. Isla Vista. Go Gauchos. Woo! 
And um, I was a little bit concerned because I saw my friend and it seemed like she hadn't progressed. If anything, it seemed like she was drinking more than she did in college because uh, she had she was of legal age, <laughs> okay, which is odd. Because usually, once you hit twenty one, at least it's fun. It's not as fun. Yep. And I've made this same argument with weed. Smoking weed now is a lot less fun than it used to be because it was a lot more taboo when I was seventeen than it is sure. now. Yeah, I agree. You know, now you you see like lots of boomers smoking weed, mm-hmm. and not boomers like uh, hippie boomers. You know, I mean people that are republicans and conservatives and they're smoking weed and you're going wow yeah this used to be fun it's it you know what it's like it's like facebook when i was in college in 05 and i had facebook i was like this is a college thing we're cool Mm -hmm. now that my auntie barbara who's 75 has facebook it's not cool anymore. It's so funny how that happened. You know? Well, so like the guys are here, like it always like kind of clown me in a way because especially internet related stuff, like I was always getting in when it was early. And then like when it got big, I was like, okay, this sucks. I'm out. And they're like, oh yeah, it's it's popular now. You don't like it. I'm like, right. well, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Like it was cool, but it's it wasn't It's not punk popular. rock anymore. Yeah. yeah, when it was just for college kids, I was like, this is awesome. I remember getting very annoyed when my sister at the time, she's still my sister, but- at oh. the time she was in high school and she got a Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, you need a dot edu. What do you talk like? It was only for college correct. kids. You had to have a college email to sign <laughs> yes, up. Yes, correct. And then all of a sudden I see 16 and 17 year olds signing up. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Because they're, they're polluting the pool because now all the guys that wanted to fuck me are going to want to fuck you because they're mm-hmm. sickos. Right. So. And then I think like a, our parents started getting it and I'm like I got to bail this is yeah. fucking disgusting I, remember, I can't I can't I remember have this. back in the days uh, uh a friend of mine was the number one most followed person on Twitter Really? He had 5000 followers and wow. he was the number one guy Look at that And now Facebook isn't isn't cool at all until Obama overtook him Oh yeah <laughs> Yeah <clears throat> But is he a famous celeb or uh he he does radio for he's a computer guy Okay Leo Laporte so, um, yeah, my friend will be in attendance, and the last time I saw her was about three years ago, and it was eye-opening and alarming all in one, because I was assuming, you know, much like we shouldn't all do, we all shouldn't assume, but I was assuming that she has progressed much like I have progressed in the sense that I drink, it's not like I don't drink, but... Not in excess and not at the frequency at which I used to drink. You know, I don't like being as drunk as I used to get. Mm -hmm. You know, what used to be just kind of a standard drunk night is like, I can't, I don't want to be that out of control anymore. It doesn't feel good to feel like you don't have control of your limbs and your body, Mm -hmm. you know. So, um, but she continued on and it seems like, and this is again, not that I would be the most phenomenal parent or anything like that, but you you pick up things along the way of like what how not to parent. Sure. And her parents, like she comes from a two parent home, and both of her parents were like I would say middle or upper upper middle class. Like she comes from like a good home, but what her parents neglected to do was put her in any hobbies, no sports, what? no after school curricular activities. Nothing. Hmm. And I'm trying to talk to my friend. I'm like, Karen, that's her name. Karen, uh, you know, you you had band. Nope. You did dance. Nope. You did soccer as a kid. Nope. 
What? Like uh, drama, choir. Nope, nope, nope. She didn't even, when we went to college, she didn't know how to ride a bike. Her dad or mom never showed her how to ride a bike. How the hell? So she never, she would walk everywhere. And I'd be like, Karen, do you want me to show you how to ride a bike? That's how uninvolved her parents were. So it was like this weird thing where she came from a good home because by good home now, it's just like, did anyone molest you when you were a kid? Right. She's like, no. I'm like, you had a great home. Yeah. Did anyone, did your dad hit your mom in the face and put her head through the garage door? No. Great home. Mm -hmm. You know, did your parents give you, you know, something that was borderline nutritious and not fucking donuts, pastries, and the hamburgers every day? Yeah, yeah. Great. You came from a great home. Of course. This was a different sort of neglect where her parents just kind of had this, like, hands-off policy, which was kind of weird. She just... Like, no one really kept an eye on her. No one put her in sports. No one put her in any sort of extracurriculars. And I remember when I met her, I'm like, so, like, what are you, like, what are your hobbies? And she, like, didn't have any. Again, didn't even know how to, like, ride a bike. So I thought that that was just very bizarre. So then when she developed into an adult, all of her extracurricular activities revolved around drinking. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's a skill that we learned in college is, oh, like, how do you make yeah. friends that over was, the keg? That was the skill she learned. Right. It's like you you knew how to interact around a keg. You knew how to interact when there were drinks. You knew how to interact at a bar. Like, that was what you learned. Um, so she those were all the things that she had in her back pocket. So every, every activity she got involved in later, I learned, you know, like 10 years later, was like beer club, wine club, kickball, and, you know, you just get fucked up. When you play yeah, kickball, and you know, so everything. So I remember asking her, I'm like, Karen, this was again three years ago when I saw her. You know, how how often do you drink? Well, you know, and I asked not in that tone. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, so because she was mentioning everything she was doing. I'm like, how often do you drink? Um, she goes every single night. I'm like, oh, like uh, like a glass or like a beer. And I remember asking her friend who was there as well. I go. Is she just on holiday and that's why she's getting crazy or is this like her M.O.? Because I don't live with her anymore. I used to be her roommate, like her actual roommate in mm-hmm. the same room in mm-hmm. college. And she goes, nope, this is uh, this is her M.O. And I'm like, well, this is unhealthy. You know, this is really, yeah. really bad. So she'll be in attendance at the wedding. So that'll be that'll be cool. Um, I'm getting to meet her new beau. Nice. Um, she has a historically a horrible track record. With men, um, just like fu- like fucking her over, not hitting her and stuff like that, but pretty much like everything else. I think a lot of infidelity, a lot of um, you know, I got someone else pregnant. Like sh- I-, I fell in love with a coworker, like just shit like that that just keeps happening over and over and over again. But every time I like open my eyes, uh, she's got a new guy. Okay. So I will get to meet this new guy. She's now mentioned several times that I get to meet this new guy. And I go, yeah, you said that. All right. She's like, I'm so excited for you to meet Brian, whatever. And I'm like, okay. And, um, you know, I've kind of asked her about it. And then I kind of mentioned you because she didn't know I was dating anybody. And there was like no follow-up questions. That was just (laughs) moved right on? Yeah. Nice. Which, um, I don't know, I maybe I just get, I don't want to say I get offended, but I just go, okay, like, I, I, I get it, like, this is about you, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. okay, and which is fine, because here's the thing, is like, I don't like, t- 
telling people shit that they're not interested in. Like, I'm not going to shove information. If you don't want to know or you're not interested in, like, who I'm dating, I'm not going to... I don't need to tell anybody about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I only want people who want to inquire. Oh, tell me about the guy and whatever. So... Yeah, I, I casually m- mentioned that, and she knows my history. She knows that I don't really date ever. Like, I've had very few boyfriends in my life, and I've dated very few people. So the fact that she was completely uninterested in the fact that I'm dating someone was a little bit shocking. But that's okay. Hey, that's okay. It doesn't need to be about me always. I get it. Enough already. 813-90-BUBBA. So it should be a nice little uh, college reunion Do you feel, and I know you didn't go to college, which, by the way, like, I think college is a crock of shit for the most part. Sometimes it's necessary to get where you need to go. The paper is necessary, but nothing else is. Right. Well, I mean, sometimes if you need to go to, like, medical school, you probably get your BA, whatever, you get it. Do you feel like you wish you would have gone to college for one reason or another? Do you think that you would be considered maybe, again, I'm not saying this, but maybe more legitimate by society if you had like an engineering degree, even though yeah. we both know you have, you know, way more than most of those people? Um, Yeah, because it'd be easier to get like a, a higher paying corporate gig. Okay. Because most of those require. At least a. Yeah bachelor sometimes though it's it's weird sometimes it's like that or like x amount of years of experience mm. which i have now but back then i didn't can i make a call on the future i just had like a premonition like sure. i was a prophet you know how we're we're getting constantly more and more woke with words and semantics and this word is offensive and that word is offensive i have a feeling that bachelor's degree master's degree um, I don't I don't know about PhD. That seems to be okay. But like bachelor's is sexist. Mm-hmm. It's not a bachelorette degree. Well, no, nobody wants that. It's a bachelor's degree. And master seems like it, there might be some racial undertones. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm making a prediction for the future. Again, I don't give a fuck about this shit. But I'm saying I have a feeling that that may come up soon in the future. That they will start changing, you know, bachelor's degree to like, I don't know, primary graduate degree something that's a, a bit more less uh gender specific maybe i don't know just a premonition i had sorry go back to what you were saying so do you do you you probably would have obviously been in the hole a lot more in terms of you know debt or loans owed and in, in terms of things like yeah, that but i would have made a lot more money earlier on. right so right that wouldn't have been an issue right so what about like the college experience because that's something like for me I didn't need to go to college to work here. Sorry. It's the truth. But I'm glad I went because it was a good experience. Was it 82 grand of a good experience? I don't know. That's up for debate. But it happened. I did it. I'm glad I did it. I had a great fucking time. So I don't I don't regret it in that sense. But um, that was like a those were formative years between the ages of 18 and 22. And I don't want to say that's when I really matured and grew up because that's ridiculous because I I, I was an adult infant that could consume tons of alcohol. That's what happened is I, I did sh- I did shrooms and I experimented with some drugs and I and I drank a lot, a shit ton. But it's some of the best memories of my life in the te- in the in the sense of I was young enough to not give a fuck, but old enough to be able to act like an adult in the sense that I could just I was independent 
not financially, but I wasn't living at home and I could just do whatever I wanted to do and nobody could tell me otherwise. So some of the best times of my life, no doubt, but I wouldn't want to relive those times now because it would just seem wildly inappropriate. Mm. But I'm glad that it happened when it happened. Do you feel like maybe you missed out on the college experience in that mm. sense or is that? Not really. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly not for everybody. I get that. Um I'm glad that I had it, but again, it's one of the it's it's weird to miss something but also not want it back. Right. That's that's a constant feeling I have when like things pop up like if I'm on Facebook or someone sends me a picture of, you know, old times I'm like, "Holy shit, like we were so young. That was so fun. What a great time, but I never ever want to relive that." Yeah, I mean, up until recently I was going to UT enough, might as well have been a student. Pretty much. I mean, so. yeah, he had a gym membership, a shirt. Yeah, goes to all the the games you know he loves UT so much he'll just sit in traffic just so he can fucking see more of the girls walking up and down the streets of that Mm -hmm. school I'm like hey buddy he's taking me there and I'm like do we have to sit in this traffic and he's like yes I'm like, but why? He goes, because it's a UT. I'm like, but we could have been yeah. and you're like, at hey. Taco Dirty 15 minutes ago. And you're like, hey, why are you stopping the car? I said, because see that girl's way up there. She's going to come down here and want to cross on this crosswalk. So I'm going to have to wait. It says stop for pedestrians. Right, right. So he turns the car off. I'm like, that seems unnecessary, <laughs> said, but okay. Look, look, it shouldn't take more than 15 minutes for her to get to the crosswalk and cross. It does say you must stop for all cross- crosswalks, and I don't want to get a ticket. He's a safe driver. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hey guys, it's Track Me. What's up, Track Me? Not much. I was going to touch on your subject. The well, first one is the college thing. Never went, dropped out at 16, and been working since. And mm-hmm. I don't regret it because I went to all the parties and stuff with my buddies who were in college because they mostly went to like the local USF and UCF. Right. You know what I mean? So I didn't have a problem there. And you are not the only weird one to require uh, STD test. And it's not weird, I guess, because I was picky too. But my wife. We were together two years, split up for six months, and then got back together. Been together 12 years now, I think. Anyway, so she required one after we split up for six months because she found out about some of the Mountain Dew drinking cigarette smoking women I'd been with. That's fair. Yeah. And I I agree with her because they were pretty dirty. (laughs) Yeah. And did that ever, did it ever cross your mind to not have sex with them because they may have an STD or that that was not a limiting factor whatsoever? I'll be honest, I asked every one of them if they had something, whether they lied to me or not, whatever. If, but if, I, if, they I, were, if there were no such thing as STDs, would you have banked more women indiscriminately? Put it this way. I would never cheat on my wife if the way things are now. Oh, that's now, a however, different question. But Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Though, yeah. but no, if there was no STDs, yeah, I'd be running rampant through the village. Of course, everybody would. Now? It'd be a game changer. Yeah. Now? Absolutely. Yes, it'd be a giant game changer. Because there's no risk. Right. There's no risk. If you're sniffed like Bubba, just ran through it, man. So, I mean, but... What's going to stop you? Exactly. I thought you said you would never cheat on your wife with how things are now. And you said that you would even do it now? No, I'm saying the way things are now, I would never do that because there's STDs, there's consequences. Oh, I thought you meant because you were in a relationship. No, no one cares about that. Well, no, I have morals. I really would never cheat on my wife, and I never have. Actually, that's why we broke up for those six months is because she wanted to see other people. I was like, go see them. They're younger than me by, like, fucking four years. Go see them. Okay. So we did our thing, and then she came back. Oh, and she came back. I I really, yeah. And then there was was no foul play outside of the relationship, right? 
No, not outside by neither one of us. I just right. we okay. both knew we were trying to like start to maybe go a little away from each other because we were together for two years, and she was only eighteen. You know, I, mean, I was like yeah. 20, but, you're, but you're saying if so. if STDs were not a factor, that you would be running rampant right now. No, I would I would definitely have a harder time not doing it though. Exactly. You know what I mean, it would be a okay. lot harder. But and you if you were and if you were single, like back when you were single, and there was if there was no STDs at all, you would just be banging like crazy. Yeah, he did I, though. I no, he didn't. There. Yeah, I just about to say. You said you do Mountain Dew smoking. You said that in yeah, the six Mountain months. Dew, they were cigarettes. They were cigarette smoking Mountain Dew. Hold on. Fat he banged. He banged like a couple, few of them. But if there were no STDs at all, everyone would just be banging everybody at all times, all over the place. Thank you. Guys. Yes, that is correct. I'd be all over the place. Of course. Okay. I'd be like a little jackrabbit, like Colton. <laughs> okay. Y'all have a y'all have a good one. I ain't gonna hold you up no more. I'm Big not Red said he'd be right. swinging dick like concrete. <laughs> That's what he said. Um. Well, I just um. I don't want to say that I disagree. Obviously, everybody can can do whatever the fuck they want. But if you are if you if you are going into the situation and it's not stopping you when you're in the situation, well, maybe it's just that you're willing to take the risk with those people. I guess maybe you'd be willing to take it's, more risk. Well, here's the thing, because it's always in the back of your head. So like you're not even like in that mindset of like, hey, I'm just going to indiscriminately bang whoever I want. Once you get so far, like if you meet someone, you're like, eh, then you're willing to take a chance. Like that's a little different. Mm. Okay. All right. Maybe and maybe the the women because I would say that that's probably not a limiting factor in terms of. You like with guys, if you can get the hot chick, then you're 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 gonna you're gonna fuck her no matter what. The STD situation is not gonna get in your head at all. But if she was like less worried about it, does that make sense? Like if she's not worried about it and she's willing to fuck you, then obviously you're willing to fuck her. Sure. Okay. No, I understand that. I understand that's how it is now. But like, you still think about it, and like, it might slow you down a little bit. And but usually, like, way before you get to that point. I just think that if you're attracted to someone, you're attracted to them, and maybe at the last minute you may say, "Hey, like he give like track me gave himself credit, saying, "Hey, uh, you know, I asked her whether she lied to me or not. At least I can say that I made an effort and and you know asked them." And they could obviously say, obviously they weren't going to say, "Yes, I have an STD." But if that wasn't an issue, like you could, and you're single, like you could go out that night and be like, "Eh, I'm not really attracted to her," but like, why not? Like okay. That, that would happen a lot. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. And you're just more willing to take more risks because, well, there are less risks, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, exactly. All right. But I mean, I guess there's also the risk of pregnancy still. Sure. But that's a, that's a but different then, beast. But then, like, I, I think if there, were, if there were no STDs and people were banging more often, then number one, they'd probably have a male fucking uh, birth control pill. But if not, more women would be on birth control. And I know that's not 100% effective, but like, it's, mm. you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, if you take it right. Well, of course. Most women but don't. They, but knowing but like knowing they would be banging more often and the only threat is pregnancy, then they definitely would. Yeah, because then you can just throw yourself down some stairs. You don't have to worry about yeah. the things that might be lasting for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. like uh, herpes. Uh, we're going to take one more call and take a break. Hello, who's this? Hello? Perfect. Hey, Anna. Hey, hey Blitz. Happy hey. for you guys. It's Alan. Oh, hey, Alan, what's up? Oh, it's one way, Alan. I have a question for you, Anna, as a uh, proud Jewish woman. Yep. So my Alan, wife Alan is talking uh, about himself. also in the tribe. You so are, what did you say? Are, You're also one of the tribe? His wife, I think he said. Oh, okay. No, I am not. My wife is. Okay. 
we're at a point of contention. Our boys are eight and five. We Should are you get not them circumcised? religious okay. at all. Yeah. But it's important to my mother-in-law that oh. these kids go to Sunday school. Okay. Where are you at on that? Because I think it's ridiculous. Well, how does your wife feel? Do you both think it's ridiculous? My wife doesn't really think that they need to do it, but her mom will not let up. Okay, well, you know, they're your children, and you get to make the final call. Do you think it's ridiculous? Why? Because you think that they're going to get indoctrinated, or do you feel like they just don't even need to know that information? It's a waste of time. I don't intrinsically—here's the thing. I I remember listening to NPR one time, and this woman who is actually on CBS News— she didn't know where she was from. I think she was like adopted or her mom died when she was, I think something like that. It was some, some weird story where she was like, I think half Asian, like Thai or something. She looked half Thai, half white. Okay. And she had no idea where she was from or what what her family history was at all. And it plagued her because she felt like she didn't have a community. Now, I kind of had the privilege of knowing my ancestry, knowing where I'm from, knowing that I'm Jewish, knowing that there were like, you know, Lithuanian and Russian Jews descendants. I had family in, you know, Argentina and and Canada and South Africa before they moved to the States, et cetera, Europe, whatever. So here I am kind of in a privileged position. I know where I come from. I know my background and I chose to leave. Right. So I was in the mix. I was in the Jewish community and I chose to walk away. But I had a sense of self. I kind of had a sense of identity of like my background, where I'm from. When I heard this woman speak and she said that she was plagued by the fact that she didn't know what group she belonged to. She desperately wanted to belong to a community. You know, who are my people? She would hang out with white people and she looked too Asian. She would hang out with the Asian people. She looked too white. So she felt like she didn't belong anywhere. Now, maybe that's kind of the 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 ticket that I missed is the fact that I knew where I came from. So I didn't care anymore because I already knew that information. Now, if your kids grow up and they don't have a sense of like their background, what am I, where am I from? What are my traditions? People like traditions, people like obviously culture, things that are nostalgic to them. There are times when, you know, even when like Seth was here and he would start reciting a a Hebrew prayer, Jewish prayer, it was kind of like this weird nostalgic feeling because I would I knew it by heart because I had said it so many times from the ages of like four to 16, mm-hmm. you know. And so there was a sense of like nostalgia that came came along with it. I obviously don't believe in God. I have no interest in um, re- organized religion, systematic religion. I have no interest in that at all. But there is a sense of like home, my childhood in knowing where I came from and the traditions I grew up with. Do your kids have any sense of that? Is there any sort of like... Well, they, they do. I mean, we sent them to the early childhood school at the, the JCC okay. uh, here. I mean, it wasn't cheap. I mean, we were paying thirty grand a year for the two kids to go there. It was like private school for preschool. Um, so they've got, they do Shabbat every Friday. I mean, my older son is obviously in first grade, but my okay. younger son finishes there in May. So why but do they have to go to I Sunday just, school on I top of that? I don't believe in the organized religion part either. So I grew up Catholic, but I don't really practice. But they do Christmas and Hanukkah. We do. They they know all the prayers. They know all of that stuff. So what's the I problem? Just, why? So she wants them to go to Sunday school on top of all of that other shit. 
Yeah, well, no, my mother-in-law does. That's what I'm saying. Go to Sunday school. Your sister's sending her. But they already went to the JCC. Like they already are familiar with uh, Jewish traditions and faiths and Christmas. And it sounds like they got a lot in terms of the in the tradition bag. Yeah, it's just an internal fight between, I guess, us and my mother-in-law because she just won't leave my wife alone about it. It's like, how would you handle your your mom with that if she was doing that? Uh, I mean, I would probably tell someone to fuck off. But again, I don't know if you should be taking advice from me. It sounds like you need to have it like a sit down with her face to face and be like, listen, this is what these are our children. We're going to do what we want to do. They've already been to the JCC. They know the prayers. They do the things. They do the stuff, whatever. They don't need to go to Sunday school on top of that. You know, you can't be living your life to appease your fucking mother-in-law. That's not how it's supposed to go. Yeah, the kids' moms are Jewish. They're Jewish. Right, but I mean... they get you on a technicality, as David Cross said. Yeah, but I mean, you could be Jewish all you want, but if you're not practicing, you don't know anything about it. It's really not a part of your life or tradition. It really doesn't matter. But it sounds like they have a good understanding of what it means to be Jewish and the, and the traditions and culture that comes along with it. So I don't yeah. understand why they have to go to Sunday school in addition to all of the uh, the other things that they're doing. Thank you. That that's my argument exactly. But yeah, but I mean, um, again, if if that if you if you can't communicate that to your mother in law effectively, then she's just going to keep bothering you. It sounds like your wife, seeing as this is her mother, needs to kind of set that bit straight. Be like, hey, yeah. uh, this is what's going on. I don't want to fucking hear from you anymore because X, Y, and Z. You're going to have to draw some hard lines in the sand. Otherwise, you're having other people run your life. You can't do that. You, you can't yep. You can't live that way. So, And, and what's, what's, what's the worst that can happen? You piss your mother-in-law off. So what? You didn't want to see her anyways. No, they live in Memphis. I don't per- they are not even a part of the kids' like daily or weekly life. They can go fuck off is what I would say. All right, so happy for you guys. You sound generally uh, happy with Thank each you. other. So it's good generally to hear. or genuinely? <laughs> genuinely. Generally. Okay, that's fair. What did you send me? The launch. Oh, we can go, we even post this? Yeah, so post it or uh, have it full screen it on the other's computer. We're not going to get a copyright? Pot up, nope, pot up the audio. And when we go to, Three, uh, have, when we go to break, two, we can play that. Computer. One. Okay, yeah, we'll go to break. Pot up, nope, pot up the audio. Stop. Go Falcons, go Dragons. Three, two, speed, axiom one. Okay, we'll go to break. Together, a new chapter begins. Godspeed AX1. Stage one propulsion is nominal. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. T plus 38 seconds into this historic mission, flying crew on board Dragon and Falcon 9. All right, telemetry nominal. Stage one, throttle down. Throttling down in the preparation for max dynamic pressure. Falcon 9 is supersonic. Engines coming back up to power. One Bravo. Copy, one Bravo. The crew calling out one Bravo should a escape situation arise and tells the Dragon flight computer what profile to fly using the Super Draco engines. But everything is looking good on Falcon 9. We're getting nominal call outs from all the engineers and a great view from the ground camera and the onboard cameras. Invec chill underway. Beginning to chill in the second stage turbo pump in preparation for its ignition coming up in just over half a minute from now. Coming up on about three and a half G's acceleration for the crew. We'll begin throttling down the Merlin engines to hold that period, that level of acceleration. Next event coming up, we're gonna get main engine cutoff stage of the line engines. Down. Get stage separation and ignition of the second stage engine. You've heard the throttle down call out. We're holding three and a half G's for the crew. And Miko. Successful stage separation ignition of the second stage engine. On the left, the titanium grid fins beginning to slowly deploy. Great views from the first stage camera. The first stage now begins a slow flip maneuver. You can see the white uh, nitrogen gas plumes as we reorient for an entry back through the Earth's atmosphere a little bit later in the plus count. Second stage, we see the engine nozzle glowing red. Everything continuing to look good on the second stage. We should be hearing call-outs coming up to the crew here shortly on how the trajectory is looking. 
trajectory nominal. It's what we like to hear. Acquisition of signal, Bermuda. AOS Bermuda, acquisition of signal. The Bermuda tracking station now getting telemetry from the second stage of the Falcon 9 with the Dragon on top. T plus four minutes, 10 seconds. Everything continues to be nominal. First stage coasting to Apogee, and then it'll come back down for landing on the drone ship. Second stage partway through its lengthy burn to get the crew into orbit. So Kate, four and a half minutes right. in, everything continues to look good. What a absolutely picture-perfect liftoff. I couldn't see it. I went outside to look. I couldn't. Got a live view of the crew inside Dragon it's, uh, Endeavor. It's amazing, these sorts of things, because it's always kind of like a Siegfried and Roy deal where you might you might be there when the when the tiger eats the people. You know, like we might be being like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, four people just yeah. died in front of our face. So it seems like it's getting less and less likely, obviously, with the technology getting better and better. I kind of wish I was there. I've what been do you to, mean there? Cape Canaveral? Yeah. I've been um, to so many launches there. It's it's so impressive. Right. I feel like that would be something like cool to see, but I, I probably won't be uh, going anytime soon. But it, it's an incredible. Why like, wouldn't you, want, you wouldn't want to see that? No, I would. But I'm just saying like I wouldn't. Like I would go with you. Like this would be something that would interest me, but okay. not not to the level that it interests you. Obviously, it's just it's to me it's impressive just like what the human brain can accomplish over such a short amount of time. You know, I I think it more from like an anthropological perspective where I'm like, wow, I can't believe like human brains fucking constructed this. Like that's impressive to me. But um, yeah. So they're going to the space station, and it's are they going to meet any cosmonauts when they get there? Yes. That should be interesting. Why is that? Well, I would just like to see the, you know, how's it going? I mean, because there's already cosmonauts and astronauts on the space station now together. I know. Okay. Okay. But I'm just saying you get four more Americans and they're like, hey, how's it How's it going? They're actually going up there with handcuffs. <laughs> they're going to go arrest the cosmonauts. Um, it's just, it should be interesting because obviously everybody's aware of everything that's going on, but maybe it's kind of like a nice escape where they're like fucking earthlings, man. Yeah. And even like during other stuff uh, that have happened between like Russia and the US, the, the cosmonauts and astronauts have always been like friendly to each other. And mutual respect for they, well, they space they life. train together too, so okay. like they know the people. It's not like there's not like they're meeting them for the first time. And I know that these aren't like government officials and shit like that. Like you don't have I I have zero control over what the American government does. Yeah, we think we do with our votes, but that's a shame because it's 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 silly because you actually don't. But you know, even less so in Russia. Like the people aren't fucking voting. Uh, you know, to mm -hmm. get Putin out of power, they're not voting for, on the Ukraine war. Like they're not. They have nothing to do with it. But nevertheless, it's just kind of, you know, funny. It's like when I meet a Palestinian person and I go, oh, like, where are you from? They go, oh, I'm, I'm from, uh, I'm from, uh, I'm Palestinian. I go, oh, interesting. And then there's like just this moment we were, we both know that if we start talking about certain things, shit might hit the fan. But we, so we just don't, but then we just, we're just people. But there's like a moment where you just go, oh, really? Nice. Cool. Great. No problem. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. 813. 90 Bubba. Um, I'm like debating on whether to skirt. I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. I will only say this because we're not going to be here much longer, but in terms of on the air, it's, I'm not going to go off myself. But um, it, it it's 
I I have trouble sometimes keeping things to myself. And by that, I mean secrets. <laughs> um, And it's not like I tell everybody I know when I find something out. No. But it's I what is it about what is it about juicy gossip that is just so tempting to share well, it's it's not so here's the thing is it's not gossip if you don't share it right it's just info you have like right whatever. right but it's info about somebody else and as soon as you share it with one person it becomes gossip yeah no doubt even if there's really no like tone or judgment affiliated with it right it doesn't have to be negative or positive it could just be neutral information that you're sharing but it's like on the dl that is just so much fun to share because you know what it is it's because you got a pot of gold and uh, and people want a, 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 a part of it yeah People want a little bit of that gold and you know you got it and they don't even know you have it until you announce that you got it and then they want it. And you go, I got some juicy goss. Let's talk. And they go, uh, yeah, I'll be calling you in five minutes. But not that I, again, I'm not a, a person who is going to share with the entire world. I'm actually a very private person, especially now that I don't have social media. I feel like a fucking spy. Nobody knows what I've been up to. Nobody knows what I'm doing, and I kind of like it that way. Just taking a break. I don't need to share. I'm. I feel like I'm already kind of doing performative stuff. You know, working with Bubba, and, which is great, and I love it. But I don't need to be. And I'll share stuff like on the Instagram, like the show's Instagram. But in, in terms of like, if I ran, you know, or I'm in St. Downtown St. Pete, like, like who fucking cares? Like, why am I sharing this? Why do I feel right. the need to share this? And I'm not shitting on anybody that does that. I'm just saying when I started asking myself questions about why do I have the impulse to have an experience for the sake of sharing, that was problematic to me. That was problematic that I was like, oh, I should go on this run downtown so I can share a video. It's like, what the fuck? Just go live your life, document a little bit for the show, and enough. Like, you don't need to fucking break down oh, every- I guess that froze. What? The video. Oh, no. Wait, no, I I paused it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I paused it. They were just about to land. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well. So, it's already did, too. I'm sorry. Sorry, I ruined it. My bad. Um, But, yeah, so I just, I feel like my life is a lot more in the moment, which is nice, which is good. But that means that because I have less gossip and things to take from other people's lives, I really rely on, you know, the drama in my inner orbit, whether it be with the show, whether it be with friends or my spouse or whatever the case may be, you kind of rely a little bit more so on that drama to kind of get you through your drama fix. Mm -hmm. And the best is when it doesn't involve you at all, but it's just the right amount of distance away from you. That's the perfect. It's about like, you know, a, a three foot distance away from you where yep. you could touch it. But you you also don't have to touch it. It's not sure. against your shoulder. It's not right next to you, but it's close enough to you. That's the best kind. Because when it's too far removed, the stakes are too low and you don't care, right? When it's like celebrity gossip or like th third person remove gossip, it's much less, you're like, okay, I don't care. When it's right next to you, but not touching you, that's the perfect, that's the sweet spot. Because it's just enough for you to get invested but not so much that, you know, it's fucking with your life. It's just fun to watch. Sure. Fun to watch. 
and gossip is really good for bonding. So anyone, it, it definitely is. Yes, I, I, I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but I did my my senior thesis on gossip and and the evolutionary function of it and, and why it exists and why it's so attractive to share with people. And it's because it's a good way to bond because these are secrets that. You know, the person who maybe tells you or whoever you get it from, they do not want this information getting out. And it's a good chance for you and your closest confidants or maybe mm-hmm. not so close confidants, A, to either trust that this information isn't going to leak. That's a big, you know, sure. vote of uh, of confidence there that it's not going to leak from the person you're telling. And secondly, it's a good way to establish um, boundaries and like in-group rules, I guess. Like we collectively agree that this is not a good idea. We collectively agree that this is a great idea. We collectively agree that this is salacious or whatever the case may be. You collectively decide that, you know, this person is doing a good thing, a bad thing. You know, we should maybe get closer to this person or maybe distance ourselves from this person. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. One of the things that brought me and my sister together, because we had a bit of an estranged relationship for our entire lives. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that brought us together, because we don't agree on much, folks. We don't agree on places to live, on people to vote for, on vaccines to inject into ourselves. We don't agree on any of that shit. But what we do agree on is a mutual friend losing her fucking mind. <laughs> and we were able to gossip about a person we both know, and it really fucking bonded us. Talking shit saved me and my sister's relationship. Because hmm. we didn't talk for a long time. And then that was one of the first things that we were able to talk about and not fight about, right? Because, you know, the Trump, Biden, this, that, vaccine, no vaccine, COVID, this, mandates, whatever, all that sort of shit we couldn't agree on. But we could agree that our one friend was losing her fucking mind and we could laugh about that and we could share stories about that and we could take part equally with the same mindset and the same takeaway that this person is is mentally unwell. And that was fun. And that brought us together. That was step one in our relationship is talk shit about a mutual friend. And then from there, we were, we were able to build. It was the, the building blocks of our, our relationship, which now is much, much better, much better than it was even just six months ago. So I thank gossip for that. I thank gossip for a lot of things in my life, a lot of fun that I've had. I mean, some of the best times are like, you know, I remember in college Sunday morning recap where you just talk shit and talk about the night and who did what and who fucked who and who peed and who's bad. Like that was some of the best moments was not even just living the college life, but reliving it the next day. It was Mm -hmm. like leftovers that you forgot that you had. And then everyone would come together in the living room and we'd sit there eating breakfast being like, what the fuck happened last night? And filling in those Swiss cheese holes was some of the the best moments I ever had with me and my friends just laughing our asses off. I mean, it's fun in the moment when you're, you know, drunk, having a silly whatever. Someone got, uh, you know, uh, a pissing in public. I think that that was like, uh, like not not a sexual. That's like a sexual offense, right? It's like sexual offense. No, right. Isn't it? Um, Indecent exposure. No, that's about all it would be. No, like you're considered a sex offender if you are caught peeing in public. No, really? Yeah, at least in California you were. If you so we would have these like laughs about, you know, this fucking weirdo homeschooled guy named Lorenzo who I remember there was a time when I think it was my fault actually, where we had a big group of us 
and uh, many people were walking away and I was like, stop, Lorenzo's peeing, he's peeing right there. And a bunch of cops on oh, nice. bicycles, I, I think it was me, I'm pretty sure it was my fucking fault. Good job, brat. Right, exactly. Get on, they were on bicycles and they just went boop and they gave him a, a pissing in public charge, whatever, hmm. indecent exposure and he was a sex offender. And every and it was my fault, and that was funny. The next day, you know, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Obviously, unintentional was my fault, but I was 18 years old, dumb. It's dark. I'm drunk. I'm trying to wave everybody down. I was actually trying to do a nice thing because I was trying to wait for the guy. I didn't mean to, you know, assist the cops yeah. in their, you know, in the charge that they gave him. But whatever, it is what it is. Ever since then, defund the police. Defund the police. That's the way to go. Defund. The, I'm all about funding the police until they fuck with traffic. Yeah. And they don't switch the lights when they're supposed to. And boy, was I on that BLM train like never before. Defund mm. the fucking police. At least for a little while. At least for a little while until they can switch those lights. Because the fact that I was in traffic with you for three hours and in two of those hours did not move one fucking inch. Defund the police defund the police i'm kidding of course all right guys uh we got to get out of here thank you weekend. for tuning in thank you for listening have a great weekend and we will see you on monday bye